BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey yo, what's up world? This is DJ JS1 of the legendary Rocksteady crew. And right now, you're listening to The Library with my man, Tim Einenkel on RapStation.com. Strictly the real hip-hop. Peace. Hey DJ, just play that song. <laughs> it's scratching all night. Hey DJ, just play that song. Rob's a turntablist, an innovator, a teacher. He worked with the Executioners, Herbie Hancock, Bob James, Supernatural, Linkin Park, Large Professor, and many others. He joins me now outside the new school in New York City. Rob Swift, welcome to the library with Tim Lindico. What up? Thanks for having me, man. Two executioners cut without transforming buttons. Four DJs together combining the bass horns and drumming. Multiple movements, a hands form a sandstorm or something. He's God's gift to the turntable, Rob Swift, enabling us to be amazed at how he keeps the needle stable. Feeble people, when you meet him, please take precaution with his hands when you greet him. He's Rob Swift. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this. This is awesome. I love talking about what I do and sharing my passion with folks. So I appreciate the opportunity. I want to talk about what you what you do more, but I want to start with you know, to many the MC right is the kind of the face of hip hop. They see the rapper, they're like, all right, that's hip hop, and then they explore it a little more, and then they find out, oh, it's the rapper's a part of all these elements. Blah 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 blah. As someone who's DJs and turntablists. Uh, if you were to make the case why the DJ should be the face of the rap of, of hip hop, kind of what what case would that be? I think all I have to say to make a case for the DJ being the face of hip hop is without the DJ, there's absolutely no music, <laughs> and music is what drives the other elements. I think an analogy would be like your heartbeat, you know, pumps blood to to all the different parts of your body and that's really what the music does with regards to hip-hop it it inspires the art element of it the graffiti it inspires the dance element of it the b-boying it inspires the poetry what what you hear artists like jay-z and nas write down rock him the music is what inspires that and the DJ is like the heart pumping the music to all of these different elements. Also, not to mention Cool Herc, who we all consider the father of hip hop, was a DJ. It's not like he started out rapping or, or b boying or writing graph. He started out as a DJ. If if hip hop were a tree, he's like the hump. You know, mm-hmm. the stump, I should say, <laughs> the hump, <laughs> the humpty hump. He's like the stump of the tree. And 
from that stump, the the tree grew and it branches came from that tree and and the leaves and all that stuff. So um, yeah, man, uh, that's all I really have to say. I think from there I could just be like case closed, you know. Right. Drop the mic. Done. Right. Um, you talked about you know inspiration and and music inspiring the MC, but. You know, but then also you talk to MCs about their writing process and what inspires them. And it's like a drive. You know, they take a drive, uh, dinner with their mother. Um, and I was listening to your past albums. And there's albums with MCs and there's albums without MCs. But I want to go with the albums that are just instrumental. Um, how does that, like, what is that creative process for you? Are you driving and something hits you, like, you're listening, you know, a sample hits you? Or do you have to be behind the turntable to start that creative process with all your albums or any album? The creative process for me when I'm recording varies. I recorded an album called The Ableist, which is my first solo album. And what inspired that album was the limitations that I felt being in The Executioners, believe it or not. When I was in The Executioners, I felt like as a group there were ideas that I wanted to try and experiment with but I couldn't for the sake of making sure that I was thinking along the lines of what the group as a whole wanted to do or accomplish as DJs as recording artists in a studio so I would sacrifice certain ideas in order for the group to thrive when I got the opportunity to record the Ableist with Asphodel Records, I was just excited to not feel like I needed to run at a certain speed. You know, I, I could just go full-fledged, pedal to the metal, and just go crazy experimenting with all my ideas and not worry about thinking, well, does this fit the context of what these three other guys want to do? Um, so that that freedom, I guess is what I'm trying to say, is what inspired a lot of what you hear in The Ableist. Songs like All That Scratching Is Making Me Rich, where I got a band to play with me. Or songs like Dope on Plastic where like, you know, I'm 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 taking these like samples and random sound bites from r- records and just kinda boasting about myself. But then you, you have albums like The Architect that I released in 2009 where what inspired that album was being introduced to classical music. What you're about to hear is a unique concept. 
interactive symphonic music. You know, you listen to classical music on a daily basis, believe it or not. Uh, you know, you could be watching a movie and there might be like a, some kind of classical inspired music playing in the background of a certain scene. Or you could be in the elevator of Macy's and hear like classical music in the background. But it, it and, and that was me kind of like around it, but not really receiving it, not not being in that frequency to, to really appreciate what classical music was. And when I was finally turned on to it and, and started studying composers like Beethoven, Chopin, um, Mozart, I realized that although I'm using a different instrument in the turntable, what they were doing as composers, even though I wasn't hearing scratches or anything like that being performed, was moving me and made an impression on me. And when I started working on The Architect, subconsciously, I started arranging my songs in movements the way composers do. And by the middle of, of the making of the album, I, I, I remember listening back and thinking, whoa, like all this music that I've been listening to now is influencing how I record my scratches mm, oh, and, wow. and conceptually how I'm putting songs together. I get inspiration from different angles, um, and I'm open to that. You know, I could be watching a documentary on Bruce Lee and be inspired to go work because he's just so passionate, and I'm passionate about DJing and mm. just his passion and his philosophy towards being balanced and and um, applying yourself. You know, applying what you learn. You know, that alone could inspire me to get up and go practice or even work on a song. So I open myself to all things when it comes to being creative. You, you touched on a bunch, a few things there, and, and, and you talked about moods and, and creating moods with what you do. For you, when you do create a beat or an album, is it about, is it more about creating the mood for the listener or for yourself? Or is it, or is there a concept behind it or a message that you're trying to convey? That's a great question. I think looking back at all my albums, there's always some sort of message or theme that drives the music within that album. The Ableist was about me having freedom, and that was the theme behind that album. My second album, Sound Event... I would say the theme behind that was me showcasing, truly showcasing how the turntable is an instrument. I remember I worked on a song called Salsa Scratch with Bob James, who's a pianist, and D Styles, which is one of the most respected turntablists in the world. And and it's like a me paying homage to my heritage as a Spanish American 
you know and it's i think that song is probably the most musical song i ever recorded everything i did was via scratches and i had you know one of the most legendary pianists on the song in bob james third album war games the theme behind that was 9-11 obviously 9-11 affected not just everyone in this country but people worldwide and i remember for weeks i was just glued to the tv watching cnn questioning what happened and why and one day i i realized that well maybe i could i could use my creativity as a DJ to sort of help make sense of of it all and just kind of capture what I was feeling through music opposed to just kind of sitting on my TV you know in this stupor kind of just like receiving this information but but really not doing anything with it and so I, I got up and recorded War Games which is probably the album I'm most proud of because it's an album that addresses social um, social political issues um, from the perspective of a DJ a guy that communicates via scratches you know it's not like I I could write a rap song but I could compose a really cool song with scratches and you know there's songs on there like uh, a terrorist and I spell it like a space terror and then wrist w-r-i-s-t because it's like i'm using my wrist to coax these sounds out of the turntables but but i'm not just trying to show off how fast i could scratch it's like i'm coaxing these sounds to make you think about that day 9-11 and the word terrorist and what it makes you feel like and 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 all that so um yeah war games was inspired by by you know war and politics and and power and 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 the state of our um country then after war games i dropped the architect and the architect was inspired by classical music so um each album has a theme and 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 having a theme a set theme helps me stay focused in the recording process i think when when i was reading up on you for this uh interview but now even now i mean you obviously when you love what you do and two it seems like the scratch or even um the DJing is 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 your outlet, right? Is your it's your it's your expression. When did you when did you figure out that this was it? This was the this was the best path for you to be able to express how you feel. And how did you know? I mean, how did you know when you did? You know? I don't know if I really knew. I don't know if there was like a specific moment that I accepted or realized that 
this was going to be my path, DJing. You know, I, I, I'm sitting with you here outside of the New School University for Liberal Arts in New York City about to teach a class in DJing. And I don't think there was ever a moment where I thought, wow, I could do this as an adult and be self-sufficient off it and support myself. I don't necessarily think that there was a, a day or a moment where I told myself, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to pay my mortgage. This is how I'm going to pay my car note. I just kind of just each day made the most of every opportunity that was afforded to me and witnessed how those opportunities then led me to other opportunities and just kind of rode the stream. You know what I mean? Um, I, um, I'm really fortunate. I'm trying to figure out a, a good way to answer that question because a part of me feels like lucky, to be honest with you, and 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 fortunate because it's it's not like I'm necessarily better than anyone else or more talented than anyone else. I I think it really boils down to when I was 12 when I started DJing through now uh, in adulthood. I think I always just trusted that this is what I should be doing. Mm. Um, and having 100% faith in what I do and and believing that opportunities would, would come from practicing hard or, or, you know, deciding to not go to college for, for a semester in order to tour with Akinelli and realizing within myself that school's always going to be there. DJing is who you really are at heart. Follow that. Um, I think all those decisions that I made throughout throughout my life as as this DJ just led to other opportunities that finally brought me here to the new school, for example. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it, I would say it was just a bunch of little signs, little winks from from the universe, so to speak, that that I kept receiving and then kind of thinking, all right. This is conf- confirmation for me that I'm on the right path. I, let's just keep going uh, down this road. You're okay. You know what I mean? Right. And we're, like you said, you're outside the new school and you're about to go hit, uh, teach, uh, do a lecture w- with students. This is the first song I'm going to play. All right? I- I'm going to try to approach this set as if I were one of you. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do my backspin first. Instead of doing the backspin in the middle of the set, where it might get confusing and complicated, I'm going to get that out of the way. Whether you're using vinyl or serato, this applies to you. I want to backspin this part. Check it out. Check it out. And I want the marks to be... Let's say I want the marks to be to the needle. So um, when did that happen? When did you okay. know that... So I'm going to... This. Part right. of your so your, your goal, your mission, record, purpose uh, so was to teach the art of DJing to not just not just your colleagues, but also to future generations. In I forget the the exact year. It was the late nineties. I want to say nineteen ninety seven ish. I had a show with the Executioners here in New York City 
after I got off stage, this lady approaches me and introduces herself as this teacher at a high school in Queens, not far from where I lived at the time. And she was like, man, would you be interested in teaching my students how to DJ? And I remember thinking, wow, that's crazy. Like me teach a DJ class at a high school. Like it was just something that at the time wasn't happening. People weren't teaching classes in DJing at schools, but I saw it as a, as an opportunity as I was speaking earlier, you know, like this felt right. It felt like something that I could do. And it always, it almost felt like a nod, like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, why not you? And I accepted her offer. This was like this random person that approached me after a show who ended up being a teacher at a high school in my, in my neighborhood. And, and I was just in the right place at the right time. And then the experience of teaching these 16, 17 year old kids how to DJ. I remember I would I, I brought my equipment over to the school and we'd just lock it up in a in a storage room after class was over. And then we, you know, whenever class was scheduled, I'd show up early, you know, unlock the storage room, take my equipment out, set it up, and it was just one station. And all the kids had to take rotations learning how to scratch and DJ and and all the other uh cool facets of this art. And we taught it once a week. You know, and I feel like that's when I accepted that this was something that I could not only do for fun, because for the most part, I DJ because it's fun, not necessarily because of the money involved. But that being said, it does feel good to know that, like, fast forward to 2016, around pretty much 20 years later, now I'm being paid by a university to teach a course in DJ. You know, I, I think that moment, that that experience teaching high school kids. And another cool thing is that one of the kids in my class at that school went on to be precision. One of the most world renowned, respected turntablists within the within the discipline of hip hop DJing. He's he's won many competitions. He's traveled to, to, to the United Kingdom to compete in the world finals of the DMC. And to think that I I I saw him when he could when he could barely backspin, and now he's doing stuff that is just phenomenal. That's the kind of impact I had on him. I think inspired me to stay open to the idea of of one day teaching on a grander scale, not just at a high school. And thanks to Evan Report, who's uh, uh, actually the the my chair here at the new school, and uh, another a colleague of his by the name of Ivan 
uh, Rakoff, they saw something in me that went beyond just this guy liking the DJ. Right. Like, I think they could tell that, like, even sitting here with you, like, I'm glad I got to talk about what I do because somewhere in America or, or throughout the world, someone's listening to this interview and maybe they're on the fence about learning how to DJ or maybe they're on the fence about pursuing DJing as, as a, as a career, you know, they, they, maybe they're insecure about where this can take them. And, you know, any chance that I could take to like showcase and I guess get people to realize that, yeah, man, you can make a career off this. If I did, you could do it. I, I jump on that. You know what I mean? So, um, it's been awesome, dude. It's been real awesome and I'm super blessed and I'm also excited to see what other cool stuff happens from here. I saw you perform at uh in Brooklyn Bowl with Rozelle and Friends and I, I was I was first time I ever saw you perform and I was blown away by the performance. Thank you. Uh your scratching abilities are yeah, I've never seen you know, it's so what is your two things? What is your favorite thing about the live performance? But two, what is your favorite thing about scratching? My favorite thing about the live performance is being able to share a creation of yours, a musical creation with people and then seeing their reaction to it, mm-hmm. you know, like as an artist, I, I personally th- think that the, the, the ultimate goal is to share your art, you know? Um, so it's not enough for me to be a bedroom DJ and just scratch away for hours I want to get in front of people and and inspire them through what my passion is. So that for me as a performer is is one of the coolest things. Being able to do a routine that I spent weeks learning, practicing, mastering and then performing it for people and then seeing how they react, how they take to that that creation. Wow, yeah. Um and as far as scratching is concerned, the technique itself is just fun because you're expressing yourself through sound, man, and like you're tapping into parts of your brain, parts of your soul that you don't doing other things, you know, like, you know, you could you could write you could be a writer or a singer, but this art of scratching is such a bastard language. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it in a, in a sense that this isn't an art that it's not like you're reading notes of right. a, of a music sheet. It, this is something that's literally coming out of you based on inspiration and intuition. And that's something that I always drive home to my students is like, you, you can't think about what you're doing as a scratcher. You ha- It's like, you're really tapping into a part of your body a part of your your internal spirit that drives and inspires a lot of your movements and as you're moving you're listening to yourself coax these crazy sounds and that's something that like i could i could give you an example through words but when you're doing it and you're feeling yourself making these sounds out of the turntable that like wouldn't exist if you just let the record play from beginning to end Mm. you you realize just how much power you have creative power you have that that you could take a, a a machine like like a turntable that wasn't meant for you to coax percussive sounds out of and do that and defy what the turntable was meant to be used as you're defying it and you're you're redefining the intentions behind what a turntable should do 
you know, that's a great feeling, you know, and, and, and scratching is probably the best way to do that, you know, like to, to, to be musical without having to worry about whether or not you could read music, you mm -hmm. know, and this is a self-taught, it's a self-taught art. So you don't have to go to a school necessarily, although I, I'm teaching a class in DJing at the new school, you could teach yourself a, a, a lot of these techniques by just watching other DJs. That's how I learned. So it's also good in that sense that like the art of DJing is something that you could literally figure out on your own if you're patient enough. He's a turntablist, an artist, an innovator, a teacher, and he does have a class to teach. Yeah. Uh, great Rob Swift. Thank you so much for joining me in the library with Tim Einico. Right on, Thank you.
Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.